I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. Okay, we're going to continue our teaching on how to hear God, and I think you'll be blessed. So how to hear God. Now, we laid a pretty good foundation. Um, I want to get into the deep the meteor part of solidifying our journey in this uh, part of our Christian walk, which is to hear God. We said, my sheep, hear my voice, the voice of a stranger, Jesus said, you will not follow. And remember, as we teach on this, we want to encourage you again to listen to your heart, listen to what God is speaking to you specifically And also keep in mind that some things are better caught than taught. So it's not only the information and the scriptures that I'm giving you, it's also you have to catch this in your heart. You have to listen with your heart and with your head. Okay? So we want to talk about how to hear God. Now, before we do, I want to lay a very simple foundation And again, it's something that I used to teach my Bible school students when I used to teach in a Bible school, Fitz International Training Center. Um, You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. Now this is going to help us as we proceed in this teaching. Because it's a very basic foundational truth. And in order to hear God, you have to understand that God speaks to your spirit. And it's important for those of us, all of us, to understand that it's spirit to spirit. You know the scripture, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God speaks to your spirit. And... The reason why I'm going to lay this foundation is for you to develop your uh, awareness of your spirit, of the part of you that's born again. You are a spirit. And become more spirit conscious than you are physical conscious or soulish conscious. You know, we live in the world, but we're not of the world. So we still have to be normal human beings. I still work out. I still go to the gym. I don't like it, but I do it. Why? Because it's, you have to do that for your body. You don't just flop around and, you know, just say, I'm a spirit, and then la, 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 la. Now we have to live in the world. You know? It's good to educate your mind. It's good to think. It's good to read. It's good to learn about it, the stock market, how it works, and learn how to budget, and learn how to do natural things. Whatever it is that your mind does. But remember, you are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. The part of you that leaves your body and goes up to be with Jesus as a born-again child is your spirit. Mm -hmm. Your spirit is eternal. Mm -hmm. Your spirit lives on forever. Mm -hmm. And and I believe one of the things I thought about in the last couple of years was 
with Kenneth E. Hagen, who was my teacher and mentor way back in 76, so that was a long time ago. You know, he really did train and develop his human spirit. And he talked a lot about um, how when he was a boy, he was paralyzed. Mm -hmm. And he would lay in his bed and he would pray to God. And I believe, this is what I was thinking, this is my belief, after thinking about it and hearing him teach all those years, later on I thought, I bet you that's where he developed and trained his human spirit. Right. And he became more spirit conscious than he was body conscious. Mm -hmm. Right. Good. Because you could be body conscious, you could yeah. be spirit conscious, or you could be soulish conscious. But it's really more, it, it's really, with Brother Hagen, he was paralyzed. Right. So I thought about that. That's how he developed his yeah. spirit. Because right. he couldn't move. He couldn't do anything. Right. He could barely pick up a book to even read anything. Trained, I feel. And I feel that there's, God is no respecter of persons. So if one man can do it, we all right. can do it. We don't need to be paralyzed physically. But I think sometimes we need to tell our body, shut up. You're not going to dominate me. You're not going to control me. You're not going to have a dominion over me. You may not feel like doing something. You may not feel like praying. You may not feel like, you know, whatever. But you don't let your body dominate. You've got to let your spirit dominate Amen. And, and that's not always easy because we are in a physical world. Right. And I'm going to say it because it's coming up, but then I'll go back to it because it's in my notes. With your body, you contact the physical world. Mm -hmm. right. Think about it. Remember, things are caught, not just taught. With your body, you contact the physical world. With your spirit, you contact the spirit world. Amen. And with your mind, you contact the intellectual world. Good. Yeah. So we've got to become more conscious of our spirit, that they can be divided. I can give you a chapter and verse, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is quick and living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That's why I always tell people, this particular scripture especially, we have a lot of uh, product on our website and podcast now, and We've making them into YouTubes and um, there's the other thing, iTunes, where I did a lot of audios and they were subject oriented. So I did one on righteousness, healing, freedom from fear, anxiety, worry. I did one on the heart of the Father, did healing scriptures. I tell people, you know, the word of God is alive. It's sharp. Amen. It's quicker. It's quick. Yeah, it's sharper right. than a two-edged sword. It's the incorruptible seed. It lives, abides forever. It's 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 alive. So it's a good idea to put these scriptures into your heart. And it won't return void, Isaiah 55, 11, Jeremiah 1, 12. It'll go into your heart, Amen. and it'll produce something in your spirit. That's right. And, and I tell people, like, I, I, I play my own audios all the time. And it's not a teaching. It's just straight scripture. 
Amen. on a subject. Yeah, good. And that word gets into my heart. I may be driving, or I may be, you know, cleaning, or I may be doing whatever. I may even be thinking and, and, and making something on the stove. But no matter what, the word of God is going into the atmosphere, and it goes right into my heart. The yeah, incorruptible seed that lives in our lives forever. Yes. So it's good to feed your spirit. Amen. And you know, the interesting thing is we continue in this teaching about being led by the Holy Spirit and how to hear God is that, you know, the Lord, the Holy Spirit said, I don't know if this was in this verse I read in our, our last episode, he will take the things of mine and declare it unto you. Whatever you put in your heart will come up out of your heart and into your mind. Yeah. So if you need direction from God and you've put the word of God in you, doesn't return void when you need an answer, and I've had it happen multiple times. He'll bring it to your remembrance. Yes. So I'll get my answer. Uh huh. Now I'll tell you the way I prophesy. I can prophesy like prophecy, like you know, prophesy. Mm -hmm. But when I minister to people one on one, a lot of my prophecy is very safe <laughs> because I'll stand in front of somebody and I'll get multiple scriptures for them. Yeah. And they usually have a theme. Mm -hmm. And it's all Bible. Amen. And so, so I've had people say to me, well, how did, how did you get like that? Well, I thought about it. I don't know. How did I get like that? Well, I decided I was going to invest in my spirit. Good. Yeah. I'm going to invest in my heart. I'm going to put the word of God in. And when I need it, or I need it for someone else to minister to them, it comes up out of me. Because you can't give out what you don't have. Amen. 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 Yeah. Out of the abundance of the heart, yes. the mouth speaks. Yes. Whatever you put into you comes yeah. up out of you. Yeah. That's why it's very important in, that we stay pure before God. So that we have pure, a pure listening ear. Yeah. We have pure hearts. And what we hear from God is pure because... I personally can't watch violence. I can't watch most TV. I can't. There's just a lot of things I just can't handle. It just bothers me so much. And I've gotten to the point where I can't even watch TV at all. I don't even know why I have these TVs. I was going through the budget. And I'm paying direct TV. Why do I pay direct TV for stuff I don't even use? So it's whatever you garbage in, garbage out. Right? So, you know, it's making a decision as a child of God. Am I going to live for this world or am I going to live in the light of eternity? So when you think about living in the light of eternity, you want to invest in eternity. Yes. And eternity is in your heart. Your spirit is connected to eternity. And so I want to invest in my spirit. So, you know, I'll, I'll be driving. You know, I'll either listen to worship music or I'll listen to my own personal scripture CDs or audios or, or, or some Bible teaching. Amen. Joyce Meyer. I used to have the two extremes. I had Joyce Meyer, who's teaching, 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 teaching. And then I had my favorite prophetic preacher, T.D. Jakes. You know, it's just like, you know, it's balance. It's all about balance. So invest in your spirit. Invest in the Bible calls him or her in him because really there's nothing in male or female in, the book, in, the, in, in heaven but the Bible calls it him the hidden man of the heart yeah. so there's a hidden man in your heart, it's your spirit yes. your spirit is the real you yep. your spirit is the real you and so just remember that when we talk about how so okay 
So with my spirit, I contact the spirit realm. With my soul, I contact the intellectual and the emotional realm, your soul. Right? With my body, I contact the physical realm. Now remember, we're catching this. Because we want to become more God-inside-minded. We want to become more God-conscious. We want to become more right here. You can't see it on the screen, or you can't see it as you're listening to this, but the Bible says the spirit of man is the candle or the lamp of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly, right here. John 7, 38 says, out of your innermost being flows rivers of living water. So what I like to do is I like to teach people, and I used to teach my students, we need to become more God inside minded. Mm, yes. Mm. It's like this. It's like you have eyes behind your eyes. Mm. And you look on the inside of you. Amen. Mm. Amen. That's good. Mm -hmm. yeah. So here's like an example. So if I walk into a room, you know, I like to spy out the land, especially if there's new people in the room. And what do you do? Well, I, 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 I don't just look at the outward. God what? God looks where? On the heart. I mean, I just, on the inside, I go up inward. I start to feel my, feel the environment. People would say, well, Margie, you're a feeler. I don't have that. But you can develop that. Yeah. I think that's for every child of God. We can yes. become feelers in the spirit. Amen. You can become a discerner. We're not being judgmental or critical. As a matter of fact, some of these loudmouth people that are abusive, they're probably some of the most hurting people on the face of this earth. Right. It's just looking beyond their exterior or looking beyond their attitude or whatever they got going on and literally looking into the heart. Amen. And let me tell you, my friends, love, love covers yes. a multitude yes. of sin. Yes. I've had people, they were afraid of, of this one and that one because they are afraid God was going to reveal something or afraid that, you know, God would never do that. That's right. The Holy yes. Spirit, he's a perfect gentleman. Yes. And he covers and he protects. Yes. He protects and he covers. Just like a father would cover and protect his own child. Unless that child is just so rebellious, each reaches the age of accountability, and then the hand comes off, and then they just got to, like, eat the fruit of their ways. That's right. That's right. Okay? Okay, so, with the conscience, conscience is the voice of your spirit. Reason is the voice of your soul. Feelings is the voice of your body. Now, let me just say this, and I was preparing this. This is something new that I added to my teaching that I didn't tell my Bible school students. But the Lord said this to me. He said, what also takes place in your soul, because I've learned a lot lately, can affect your body. Yes. You know, they talk about trauma, okay? I'm learning about trauma. So, you know, trauma, right? Mm -hmm. You can hold something in your body because of trauma. I didn't know that until yeah, yeah, yeah. I started experiencing it. So that's why you have to let it go. That's why you need healing. Okay? So let's, first of all, I want to start this way. Let's talk about, first of all, the tr what do we do with the soul? The soul can be transformed. Your soul, we say, is your mind, your will, and your intellect. The Bible in James one twenty one talks about the saving of the soul. 
It says, therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is what? Able to save your soul. Mm -hmm. Very familiar scripture, Romans 12, 1 says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Yes. Um, and it says, be not conformed to this world. I think I have the wrong reference. Be not conformed to this world, yes. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. So you can renew your mind with the word of God. For example, if you have insecurities, if you had a father that was an absent father, you may hear scriptures on the heart of the Father. Yeah. I mean, I went into the prisons, me and my friend Teresa, we went into the prisons, and what did God have me teach on? The heart of the Father. Praise God. And then we went into prayer. Praise because God. you must believe that he is. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Before you can ever pray. Well, who is he? Right. He's not mad at you. He's not a mean God. He's not punishing you. Right. He doesn't care about performance. So when I went into the prisons before I could teach on prayer, because right. they have the perfect opportunity to be houses of prayer. They're stuck right. there. Yeah, right, right. So I would teach on the heart of the Father. You had to see, when we went into the men's prison in Ocala, Florida, you had to see them, their faces, when we taught on the heart of the Father. Right. Because statistics show a lot. Or have bad bad reputations or in prisons and have done right. all these things they didn't have a father as a role model right. so how do you fix that you renew your mind with the word of God Amen. you know you renew your mind with the word of God I mean God had to do that with me there was some parts of my soul that needed to be healing needed healing and I remember one time I was taking my daughter to a ballet class and some kind of uh, Performance she had to do one-on-one -on -one with the instructor. I forget what they call it. But I remember she looked so cute. She had on her little tutu, and she had her hair up in a bun. And I can't, I mean, the, the, the outfit was like a maroon. She looks adorable. Yeah. And you know how it is with your kids, parents. Yeah. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You love them. You love them so much, you would die for them. You would do anything for them. You'd cut off your arm for them. Well, you know, the beauty of it is the Bible says, how much more does your heavenly Father love you? We got to get that. So I remember looking at her and thinking, this love just rose up within me. And I looked at her and I was so proud of her. And she was so brave to do that little test that she did with that instructor. And she was so cute. And the Lord said, and I wanted to say, like I wanted to articulate something better than cute. But I wanted to say that she was like a treasure to me. And you know what the Lord said to me at the light of that intersection? He said to me, and you are my treasured possession. Amen. I never forgot that. And what, what did that word do for you? It came up out of my spirit. He spoke to me through the word. We're talking about how to hear God. He spoke to me through the word. And it brought, uh, something came up and it brought healing to my soul. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? So the soul can be renewed. It can be restored. It says in Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He restores my soul. That Hebrew word restore and the Greek word renew means the same. So your soul can be restored. Number four, and I would strongly encourage this if you need it, therapy is a good way to help restore your soul. Amen. 
I've had people say to me, you got to make sure you have a Christian therapist, and I, I agree with that. But I also think having the best therapist who understands the soul right. and trauma yeah. and working things out and how to get you healed is yeah. the best therapist. Yeah. And you should be strong enough in the Word of God and know who you are in Christ because you've got a lot of teaching that you can apply what they're telling you with the Word of God. Yeah. I think it's time for us to grow up. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Okay, so what about the body? Now we're starting backwards. What do we do with our body? We present our bodies. Yeah. It says here in this scripture, I urge you, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. We have to, number two, keep it under control. <laughs> yeah. He says, now Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 27, no, no, I strike my body and make it a slave, so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Right. Now listen, let's stay balanced here, because we're talking about therapy. Yeah. Some people don't like their bodies. They have poor body image, they call it, right? <laughs> so it's not like this is a negative thing. Oh, your body's bad. No, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. You're the house that God lives in. This is how you navigate the world, okay? It's not a bad thing, it's a good thing. It's just we can't let our bodies control us. Right. right. Amen? Yes. Okay. So, Brother Hagen, I heard him say one time, if you go by your feelings or the feelings like that come from your body, you will be a yo-yo Christian and get into trouble. We walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. You know, Thursday night, my, my water heater at 938 broke and water was beginning to pour into my basement. Yeah. Needless to say, I had two hours sleep that night. And thank God he sent a friend over to help me. Are you listening? But did that mean I wasn't going to study and prepare for today? No, I'm not going to let my body dominate me. Take a nap, do what's practical, and then get up, tie on your bootstraps. You're in the army of God. God has a plan for your life. You've got to get some discipline, get some under, get undergirded, be strong, be courageous, and get moving and do your thing for God. We can't let our bodies dictate to us. Because you know as well as I do that in the end, God's going to have his way. Yes. In the end, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon us, empower us, yes. transform us, and he's going to meet the needs of the people. Because yes. it's not about us yes. anyway. Come on. It's about the people. Come it's on. about reaching the world. I, I love, the vision has always been the same, to reach the lost. Yes. You know, and that's what we've got to remember. We cannot live for this world. We've got to live in the light of eternity and not be, let our bodies dictate to us. Okay, so let's go into the spirit of man. The spirit of man is the part of you that is born again. Amen. <laughs> it's basic teaching and basic, basic, basic. But remember, we're catching it. Remember the scripture says that when a person is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things pass away, all things become new. So before Jesus, our spirit was not alive unto God. Now, our spirit is alive unto God. It's the part of us that is it, 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 that reflects and looks like Jesus. We are hidden in Christ, in God. Amen. John 3, Jesus said, in order to get to heaven, you must be born again. 
And there was a little question about that. And he said, listen, you're not going to go into your mother's womb twice and be born. You're being born of the Spirit. But it's just at times we get born again, it's just the soul we got issues with. Right? Right? Okay, now, when praying in tongues, it's your spirit praise. He that speaks in an unknown tongue, the Bible says, my spirit. Spirit praise, but my head is unfruitful. Mm-hmm. Hear me out now. Listen to me. When you're praying in tongues, you're praying out of your spirit. That's right. You're not praying out of your head. Have you ever ministered the baptism of the Holy Spirit to somebody and they're trying to like think, 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 think? Are you hearing me? That's right. So they're thinking, 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 and you're encouraging them. It comes up out of your spirit. You can't reason this thing out. Right. And you're not going to hear anything, and then, then it's going to come like that. It comes up out of your spirit, John 7, 38. Your spirit is praying, but your mind is unfruitful. That's right. Your soul's not praying. That's right. Your body, you're sitting there with your body, and your body's got to stop and, and let you pray. Like my friend and friends and I, you know, we, we pray a lot. We pray a lot. So we had, we had a thing where, you know, we have prayer calls every week. And then we, you know, when you have prayer calls with other members of the team, they like to pray different ways. They like to pray more in English, and then we join in, and we encourage, and so on and so forth. Well, I got my other team that will pray in tongues for like two hours. I know that if I want somebody to pray in tongues with me for two hours, I can, there's certain people I call. Well, you're like, well, what are you praying about? Well, he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God, how be it in the spirit, he hears them. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him that we're praying. But we're praying according to the mind, the will, and the purpose of God. Maybe we're praying about something in the future. Maybe it's something that's coming up. Maybe it's something that has to happen right now. Maybe I prayed, we prayed out that that, that thing in my basement would, would, would start leaking at 9.38 instead of 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, God only knows. Because the angels of the Lord are released when we pray in tongues. Because when we pray in the Spirit, we're praying the will of God, the Word of God, and the angels hearken unto the voice of the Word. So remember, when you pray in tongues, you're praying out of your spirit. Right. And let me just say this. When you're praying in tongues, you're building yourself up on your most holy faith. You're not increasing in faith. It stimulates your faith. And you're building your inner man up. It's just like with our phones, right? The the bars get down to to 3, then 2, then 1, and then, oh, my God, it's at 15%. God forbid. It's under 20. Oh, my God. My phone, my phone, my phone, my phone. Or you have a backup charger. I have two phones, and about two backup chargers, and two plugs in my in my purse, and then I have a plug for the charger that in case I ever have to use the charger in my purse. Are you listening? How many you know what I'm talking about? Or maybe I'm the only one. I got prophesied one too by this one prophet, and I had both phones. He says, I've never seen that. He was somebody really famous. In all the years I've been prophesying, I've never seen this. Anyway, my point is, <laughs> there was a point, that when you pray in tongues, it's like a cell phone uh, charger, charging your, in, your, in your battery life. Yeah. You, you're at one year, you're weak, you're tired, you can't hear from God. You feel like you, your soul is dominant. 
dominating. You start, honey, I'm telling you, you start praying in tongues, your spirit will begin to get bigger, bigger, and brighter. You'll have more of a spirit conscious. You'll begin to, what will happen is, and this is all part of our teaching. I'm just letting the Holy Spirit guide us. Is that okay? Yes. What happens is you start, you start out praying in tongues, and you're weary, and you're tired, and you're thinking and thinking and thinking. And after you enter into what I call the zone, see, we don't hear a lot of teaching on this anymore. Right. You get into what I call a zone. Our young people today don't even like they don't even know what praying in tongues is for. Right. Imagine that. Yeah. That's why we've got to go back to these basic teachings. This generation has got to begin to enter into this the flow that we have. So you know you, you you start out and you're like you're thinking and you're thinking, and after a while you enter into a zone, and I call that zone. The no, I don't know what you want to call it, the no thinking zone. It's like you're in a zone. How do you explain it? Your, your, your eyes are behind your eyes. They're looking on the inside. And what's on the inside of you, even though it's Bible, it, but it's actually becoming a fact in the physical for you personally. Yeah. becomes bigger than whatever's going on around you. Right. Right. Yes. Yep. So if I ever find myself, you know, i got to really pray this, pray. You know what? What's the easiest thing to do? And it's so easy. Pray in tongues. Yes. That was all free. Okay. The spirit man. Hearing God's voice originates in your spirit. The leadings come out of your spirit. I want to say this again because I'm having a, an inspiration. It's very important that you spend time praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yes. Amen. Very important. Because it really does charge you up. really makes you more aware. It really does edify you. Mm-hmm. And we've neglected that. Come on. Yeah. And there's praying in tongues in intercession. And then there's praying in tongues for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Just whatever it means. The Apostle Paul said, I think, my God, I speak in tongues more than you all. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, he was smart. And he knew the Bible. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. But he prayed in tongues a lot. Maybe he got a lot of revelation out of praying in tongues. Okay, we've said it. You can develop your inner man just like you educate your mind and develop your physical man. So how do we train the human spirit? Okay? Compared to developing and exercising your body, it takes time. It takes effort. It takes focus. And the right diet. Come on. Now, in developing our inner man, we develop him through spiritual exercise. Amen. I could just pray in tongues right now. Through spiritual exercise. How does that happen? We have to devote time, even though you can't see it. We, we see our physical bodies, you see what's going on. You, we work out at the gym, you start getting definition, your shoulders get a little bigger. You know what I mean? You see it. Yeah. But in the spirit, you can't really see it with your physical eyes. Right. But you can discern Amen. that you're changing. Yeah. The Bible says that when we behold him, we're changed into the same image from glory to glory to glory to glory. There are people that walk into this level of glory to the ankles. Other people walk in a greater level of glory to the knees. Other people are walking fully in the glory. It's a decision. 
How much glory do you want to walk in? You want to be a presence carrier? Who was that guy that he was... Was it Wigglesworth? No. There was a gentleman that when he would walk into a restaurant, that his presence brought conviction on the people in the restaurant. Well, what, what did that happen automatically? I think he was developing his spirit. He yes. was praying. He, you know, the Holy Ghost was rising up, and he just developed an awareness of God, an awareness of the Holy Spirit. He carried that in. I like that, don't you? Yes. Okay? So, developing your inner man is through exercise, time, focus, and the right diet. The right diet is feeding on the Word of God. And a healthy diet in the Word of God, thank you, Lord, is balancing the Word of God. Not just having one kind. See, I get on a tangent with the way I eat sometimes. I'll have, I'll have cauliflower every night for dinner. Every night. Goat cheese and olive oil. Some of you guys are like, what? Give me the steak. Is it hot in here or is it just me? No. Okay. So anyway, you know, but you got to have the right diet. You have to have a balance of fruits, and carbs, and meat, and chicken, and, and all the right things. The right diet. You can't just feed on prophetic preachers. Amen. And they tell a lot of experiences. You can't just feed on, you know, just, you know, you've you got to have a full balance. Yes. Right. That's why I listen to different kinds of teachers. As long as they're sticking with the Bible, I'm good with them. Right. Amen? Amen? Okay, so we feed on the Word of God. Okay, number two, develop an awareness of your spirit man. We said that. Number three, uh, number three, we said it, but it's in the notes. I'm coming, bringing it out in teaching now. Become God inside-minded. Okay? We said that. You look inward. We said it. You have another person living on the inside of you. Come on. Yes. See, that's why there is a benefit to being by yourself. Some of you melancholy people know what I'm talking about. And then the sanguines are like, no, 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 no. i got to be with people. i got to be with people. But there is a benefit to being by yourself. Because you, you, you just begin to develop an awareness that there's a that said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, I'll be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You don't always need all this. So number four, meditate on the Word of God. Meditate. And the teachers know how to teach this, and they teach it good. This exercise builds up your inner man. Define meditate. Meditate. This book of the law, God told Joshua, shall not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate day and night. And he said, and if you do that, it'll bring you success. What is meditate? Think, ponder, think, ponder. Here's, Here's something that I learned to do, and it's meditate. It's not necessarily the word of God, but it's songs that have scripture in it. Some of the songs like the Jesus culture, Hillsong, the songs we sing in church. I'll have times that I'll sing the same song and possibly the same three verses over and over and over and over and over for five minutes, 
10 minutes, an hour, two hours, sometimes all day, right here. Doesn't the Bible say, you know, be not drunk with wine where is in excess, but be what? Filled with the Spirit? How? Speaking to yourselves. How? In psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. And you do that, and you're going to build up your inner man. It's a form of meditation. Okay? We said spend time with God with all kinds of prayer. I'm not going to get into that because we have, we really have to move on because we're going, we have a lot to say. I want to get into the way the Lord leads, the Holy Spirit leads. So we're going to skip the rest. Okay. The way the Lord leads, we said through the word of God, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Amen. Number two, the inner witness. The inward witness. My friends, the number one primary way that God leads his children is the inner witness. <laughs> Romans 8.14, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. If you're a son and a daughter of God, you can be led and will be led by the Spirit. What does that inward witness look like? Verse 16 says... The Spirit himself, he's not in it, testifies with our spirit that we are the children of God. It's an inner witness. It's a knowing. It's, it's, it's like this. It's like you know that you're a child of God. How many of you know that you know that you know that you're a child of God? How do you know? You don't know how you know. You just know. Yeah, they know in my knower. You know in your knower. <laughs> Something on the inside. You just know that you know that you know. I am a child of God. You don't know you're a child of God because somebody prophesied to you. Right. That's right. Come on. Or you felt like you were, or you had a vision. You know you're a child. Because you know that you know that you know. That's the inner witness. That is the number one. Get that. Primary way God leads. You can't explain how you know you're a child of God. And you can't even explain what you sense inside of you. You just know. Okay? A no. What is a no? When God is leading you and you're praying about something. Okay? If you get a no on something. And oh. It's a check in your spirit. Mm-hmm. Or something on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's like a red light. A stop signal. Right. Now see, God is speaking to each of you about something. Yep. He's telling you about your situation, what you're praying about. It's not even a voice. It's an inward intuition. That's right. When I had the flat line about contend, the flat line was just no. Don't do anything with this manuscript. It wasn't a voice. It was just, it was a flat line. It was an intuition. It was an inner witness. Just no, no. It's just, it was just, I don't, it was an inner witness. Yeah. 
A go. If you're praying about something, what does a go feel like? It's a feel good in your spirit. Not a physical feeling. It's not a physical feeling. Like we said before, as a matter of fact, your head may say one thing, but your heart says something else. It's go, it's go, it's go, go, go. Get out of the boat. Jump into the ship. That cruise ship. If you do that and delight yourself in me, you'll have more peace and more rest than you ever had before. It's a go. Feel good in your spirit. It's not a physical feeling. It's like Brother Hagin used to say, it's a velvety-like feeling in your spirit. A green light or a go-ahead signal. Let me give you a personal example. I was going to sell my house. You know, I was done. I'm getting out of this house, selling the house, selling the house. I'm going to go live somewhere else, somewhere here in New Jersey. I'm selling the house. Put the house, sign out, the house is for sale. Sign a contract. That was dumb. Read your contracts. <laughs> Some contracts are for six months with real estate. Some are a year. Read the contract. Yes. <laughs> Put the sign up, that's it. I was being led out of my emotions. Yeah. But my emotions were so strong at the time, and, and I just was going to sell the house. Selling it. You know, we get connected to our houses. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, we get connected to comfort. Yeah. We get connected to doing the same thing. And we don't want to get out of our boat. God is really on somebody today, i got to tell you. <laughs> so you know what? I started looking. And I was looking, looking at houses, looking here, looking there. And the more I looked, the more grieved I got. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a grieving. It was like, what? Yeah. For the price point? Mm -hmm. That? Mm -hmm. I have a dog. I need a yard. <laughs> what? Stuff costs that much? Where's the molding? Where's the garage door opener? Oh, yeah. You know, everything adds up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Am I, it all adds up. Yeah. You know, like, really? This is what's happening. It took me about, it took me about four months of looking and looking everywhere. What about Milo's friends? How long is it going to take me to get for him to see his friends? You know, I'll have to drive 20 minutes, 25 minutes. I'm willing to do that, anything for him, anything. Anything. Put the crew, put the navigation on every time I went to see a house. Yeah. After about four months of that, I'm standing. If God is my witness, I'm standing. I could cry. I'm standing in my kitchen, looking at my living room, not my living room, my dining room, and a thought came to me. Everyone say thought. Remember, the Lord said, I know the plans I have for you. Yeah. Plans to prosper you yeah. and not harm you. Yeah. Yeah. To give you a hope and a future. I will, if you commit your way to me, I promise you back, I'll honor your commitment. I'll make your thoughts agreeable with my thoughts. Then the plans will succeed. You'll be so one with me, so intimate with me. At times, you'll hear my own thoughts. Yeah. Thought came to me, standing, looking at my dining room. You know, the only thing I would do with this dining room is I'd get rid of the carpet. <laughs> that began the process of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. My spirit yeah. is gaining the ascendancy 
over my feelings, yeah. over the anger, yeah. over the emotion, yeah. more than get me out of here. Yeah. I gotta have a new start. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then I started sitting in the back. Milo would be playing in the yard. Beautiful fence. You gotta pay for a fence if you got a dog. <laughs> Unless you get one of those cordless fences or whatever fences that they actually don't always work, by the way. Right? And I have to pay for a fence. On and on and on and on. I started getting thinking different. Then I thought, I'm keeping the house. I'm keeping the house. Then I call my realtor. What's my, my what's my contract? I'm like, what? <laughs> Couldn't get out of it. That was the Holy Spirit leading, guiding, and directing. But you see how my emotions took over? That's why it's very important to wait. Amen. If you don't know what to do, wait. Anyway, feel good in your spirit. It's just a good feeling. And oh, I know what the point was this, that the Lord wants me to... Sometimes you also have to use your head. Right? It's the wisdom of God and it's head knowledge as well. Like you're not going to hire somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Oh, well, I feel in my spirit. Well, you better make sure it's a spirit. Because <laughs> you know what? you got to think, too. You see what I'm saying? Because sometimes God will lead, guide, and direct, and it just makes sense. I'm not saying to completely throw out human reasoning. Right. So it made sense for me to stay where I was. Right. And how do you know? What else? Just had such a peace. I've got to tell you, the peace. Just so much peace. And I was like, why didn't I think of this before? Because you wouldn't listen. You were too emotional. Brother Hagen said, if you learn to follow that inner witness, I will make you hang in there, those of you that hate prosperity preachers. There's an explanation. It's funny because the people that didn't like the prosperity preachers, didn't like Brother Hagin, and were making fun of him, now they're wanting to teach on prosperity, and they're wanting to believe God because they don't have any money to do what God's called them to do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> if you learn to follow that inward witness, Jesus told him, I will make you rich. I will guide you in all the affairs of life. Financial as well as spiritual. He said to Brother Hagen, I am not opposed, and I believe this was in a vision. So he saw his mouth moving and him saying it. Open vision. I am not opposed to my children being rich. I am opposed to them being covetous. And what is rich? I looked it up. It's a full supply, abundant provision. What makes you rich? What makes you 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 guys rich with grandkids and your grandchildren? That makes you rich. Right. Why are you rich? You have grandchildren. Yep. I'm rich because I have friends with that I've been friends with for over forty years. It's not right. You see what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, what I've noticed with people who have a lot of money, wealthy people, not all, but some, they're the most miserable people on the face of this earth. You know, you know, it says in Revelations, you say you are rich and increased in worth, but God says, which you are miserable. Yeah. 
See, sometimes money can't buy, doesn't buy peace, health, joy, happiness. We know God's voice because we know him. Remember he said, I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep, and they know me. We recognize God's voice because we recognize him. Yes. The better we get to know God, the more clearly we will recognize his voice. That's why the Apostle Paul said in Philippians 3, this is my purpose now in life, that I may know him. And he knew God's voice. Sometimes you have to come aside and get quiet, get out of the mental realm and get into your spirit realm. The spirit realm. This is the part where the leadings, like we said, come from. I'm going to give you some scripture. Proverbs 16.9 A man, a man's mind plans his way as he journeys through life amplified. But the Lord directs his steps and establishes him. In their hearts, humans plan their course, now the translation says, but the Lord establishes their steps. Psalms 25.5, give, guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are my God. Amen. I love that. Yes. You know, God is our God. Amen. Anybody that comes to a seminar on a Saturday morning is committed to God. Yes. Anybody that listens to teachings like this online or podcasts or iTunes, we're really into this. Amen. For you are my God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Yes. Psalms 103, 43, verse 10. Teach me to do your will, for here he says it again. You are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Teach me to do your will, for you, he said it again, are my God. And your good spirit lead me on level ground. Psalms 27. Verse 11, teach me your way, Lord, and lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. So don't look for the spectacular. Visions, dreams, gold dust, feathers, I was finding dimes, that's great. <laughs> and I saved them all and I have them in a jar, that's great. Right? Yeah. You could be led by the supernatural every single day by just listening to your inward voice. Amen. Inward witness, That's not voice. Amen. Your inward witness. Amen. Now I'm going to give a warning here for just a moment. Fleeces are not from God. That's right. Yeah. Judges 6, you know, Gideon put out a fleece. If this happens and that happens and so forth. Under the New Testament, it is unscriptural to put out a fleece. Yep. And you know that. Because the devil can open up a door just like God can open up a door. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can lose your job. And you know what? Sometimes it's just the enemy. It's just killing, stealing, destroying. Mm -hmm. Don't be led by fleeces. Yeah. Be led by the Spirit. Yes, that's right. You know how they say, that, you know, what is, what's that old saying? That everything happens for a reason. No. Are you kidding? You really believe that? Not everything happens for a reason. There's many voices in the world. There's the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of God, the devil's the god of this world. Not everything happens for a reason. Now remember this. In following your witness, the inner witness, 
You ready? Yes. It's like before I give Milo a treat. I look at him. <laughs> so you say you're supposed to have eye contact, and I have the treat, and I go, ready? <laughs> Are you ready? Good, so Are you ready? Ready? Just because you have direction doesn't mean smooth sailing. That's right. When my hot water heater broke the other day, I started crying, and I said to my best friend, I've sold the house, oh my God. Maybe I should have sold it. <laughs> what happened to all that peace you have? What happened to the inner witness? What happened to making the right decision? What happened to God saying, I'm giving you this house? When he listened to this, I forgot, he, pro he spoke it right out of TV Jakes. When I was sitting there under my pavilion and I was praying about whether or not I should keep the house, I had a desire and a thought. Go Google, nothing just happens, T.D. Jakes. Mm -hmm. I've listened to that, that set probably 25 times. Mm -hmm. And I Googled it. The very first video that came up was he starts preaching and he starts and literally a minute and a half into his message. Uh, God says the house is yours. I'll give you houses you didn't build. I'm going to tie that house up so nobody buys it. I'm sitting there going, you can't make this up. But when the hot water heater broke, somebody sold that house. Let me tell you. I found out something I didn't know before. And everybody I asked, did you know that hot water heaters break? And everybody said, and there was water in my basement. <laughs> so just because you have an inward witness, it doesn't mean smooth sailing. Yes. Because the apostle said a great door and effectual. Yes. I mean effectual door, a door from God, has been opened in me. It opened right up, and it was from God. A great door has been opened unto me, and there's many hindrances or adversaries. No yes, right. Tell you, the devil doesn't want you to be happy. Right. Devil doesn't want you to have peace. And he sees the blessings of God on your life, and he's going to try to stop it because his primary purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. So just because you have that inner witness doesn't mean smooth sailing. Look at look at the look at Peter. He had one word. Jesus told him, "Come." I got the word. You got your word. Did you get your word? Yeah. Oh, I got my word. Really? Yeah. One word Peter had was "come." He stepped out. What did he do? Start looking at the circumstances. Remember, they that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God, not your soul, not the circumstances, not even your body. When you have direction, you have to act on it. You have direction. Get out of the boat. When you are coming to an open door from God, like I said, there could be hindrances. Another scripture, Paul said, he's asking for prayer, Colossians 4.3. He's saying, listen, pray for us. For what? That God would open up the door. Yeah. 
Amen. Number two, this is something you really need to know. We all do. The devil will push or force you. We're talking about following the witness now. We're still talking on that. The devil will try to push you and force you. Yeah. So if you're if you feel pressure or if you're being pushed, mm-hmm. manipulated. Mm-hmm. Some call it Jezebel spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And I start feeling that Jezebel, I don't know what that means. Jezebel manipulative spirit, that push, that force, that manipulation. Mm-hmm. I just put my heels in. I don't wear them as much lately, but whatever shoes I got on, I just put my feet on the ground. I'm not moving. It doesn't say they that are led by forcing and pushing and manipulation yeah. are, are, by, are being led by the Spirit. Yeah. Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. Yeah. He leads, guides, and directs into still waters. Yeah. He leads, yeah. guides, and directs with peace. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Faith doesn't get in a hurry. That's right. Amen. Uh, Amen. So what did you do when people used to come see your house when you knew you were supposed to take it off the market? You wanted to take it off the market and had a contract. Got my dog. Got in the car. Went up the street. You're not going to buy my house. I bind you in Jesus' name. One time one of my neighbors walked by my car and I was praying. And then I go, oh my God, you heard me praying? Yeah, I want my house to sell. <laughs> Faith doesn't get in a hurry. Slow down. You move too fast, some of you. Relax. Listen, I'd rather be, I'd rather see Jesus in front of me because I'm going a little too slow than to have him behind me because I'm running too fast. In our youth, a lot of us ran a little too fast. Remember, he that believes will not make haste. The devil will say, hurry up, or he will tempt you to move out of faith and into doubt and unbelief. This will only get you away from the leading of the Spirit. And let me tell you, we're all human. We're all human. I'm sure God was looking at me when I was in that storage room with all the water coming out of the hot water heater, and I'm crying, and I'm saying, should I have sold the house? And he's probably just smiling. That's my girl. She'll get used to the new. It's out with the old, and in with the new, and all the new that you're all stepping into requires another level of faith. That's why it's time for all of us to grow up. That's Number three, we're talking about following the witness. And boy, you can see this online. And you know what? Some of you can even sense it. Selfish ambition and pride will push and force you and thus move you out of the will of God. The wannabe preachers pushing and forcing and maneuvering and making a name. Unless the Lord build the house, Amen. my God, who Amen. wants it? Amen. Most people are in the forefront of ministry, don't want it. Am I right? Yeah, that's it. Because you know the price. Yeah. Philippians 2.3 says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. 
But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Selfish ambition is caring only for yourself, concerned primarily with one's own interest. Beliefs, welfare, regardless of others, characterized or by manifesting concern or care only for oneself. Selfish motives. Why are you in the ministry? Why do you want to be something you're not supposed to be? Is it God or isn't it God? You better know that you know that you know that you're called in the ministry before you step into, into it. Please. Yes. Because the only thing that will hold you is the grace of God. Amen. The Apostle Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Amen. The only way anybody could do any half of the stuff we do, most of it, is because of the grace of God. Amen. Number four, following the witness. He said steps, not giant leaps. The steps of a good man or of the Lord. Isaiah 52, 12. Oh, here's that. Here's another scripture. You will not leave in haste or go in flight, for the Lord will go before you, and he'll be your rear guard. Wouldn't you rather he go before you? Amen. We're co-laborers with him. Go before me, God. Just go before me. You go before me. I don't have to labor. Amen. I don't have to push. People say to me when I was young, in the beginning, when I was 22-ish, in ministry, preaching in Assembly of God churches, 300 people. I had four scriptures. That was it. I don't know how I did it. Now I have 22 pages of notes for today. <laughs> but people used to say to me, how did you ever get all these open doors? Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know. I prayed a lot in tongues. I will say that. While I was preparing in the Bible, I prayed a lot in tongues. All I prayed was, Lord, go before me. Prepare the way. And I prayed in tongues. A lot. And then it just occurred to me, it was prayer. And he said, I'm, I go before you. Yeah. I'm raising women up in these last days. That's right. And there's a great company of them I'm raising up. Amen. They're going to be apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors. A pastor? Back in the day, Phil, we didn't even have women pastors. That's right. I'm going to go before you. I'm going to prepare the way. God goes before you. And if God be for you and he's one before you, who the heck can be against you? Ain't nobody. No. Now, the Apostle Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. You didn't call me. You're not keeping me in office. God called me. That's right. Oh, Psalm 73, 24. You guide me with your counsel. And after your words, you receive me unto glory. Psalms 32, 8 and 9. I like reading scripture, don't you? Amen. Amen. I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. All right, listen. Some of you stubborn people, God's like, don't be like the horse or the mule, which has no understanding but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Come on. It's like my dog. He plays catch me if you can. <laughs> I go, I go towards him, he, he goes back. Yeah. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> and every time he does it, I say, I've trained you so much. You still doing it? Yeah. Mm. 
God doesn't want us to be like that. Catch me if you can. You know, we keep playing that game with God. He'll just he'll just bypass us going into something else. See, I don't want that. I don't want that. Do you? I don't want God to use me. And like like my friend said, we want to be right smack in the middle of the cutting edge of what God is doing. And let me tell you, God's not finished with the church. Oh yeah, there's all this confusion and division and this and that. I don't look at any of that. I look at what the Lord is doing. And he is building his house. Okay, what does the witness look like? We already said it's a knowing, a green light, a good, a good feeling in your spirit. Something lights up like a revelation. Here's another, here's another thing. I was saying to God, I really need to, I do, this, this is me. I have to be careful because I have a tendency to pray more than I study. Right? That's why I like the audios because it's kind of like it's a supplement. So I have to be careful. You need the word and you need prayer. Right. So what what's better on a bird? The right wing or the left wing? You need both to fly. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Gotta be balanced. So I said to God, listen, I need some new teachings. I need to start, you know, listening to more teachings and I really need a, a specific, you know, teaching. I have all these CDs from before. Yeah. But now we're in a new place. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I have them all on my shelf. All my T.D. Jakes and all my Joyce Meyer and, and all these guys. Spiritual warfare and all of it. But Lord, what are you saying now to me? Good. Remember, God is a personal God. Mm -hmm. yes. Right? Yes. Good. So I know cleaning up my office and cleaning up my office, removing things around, move, move, move. Fake, 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 fake. So I have this set of tapes I got probably about six weeks ago, maybe two months ago, in with some other tapes. I'm talking about how to be led by the inner witness. Yeah. And recognizing the voice of God. And understanding when he speaks. Minding my own business. We were doing files, organizing. And I turned around, and it was like, I turned around, and this pack of Joyce Meyer CDs, it's like they lit up. Yeah. And the, the title of it is actually Trusting God. Mm -hmm. And they lit up. And I recognize that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. I'm telling you, this is really good teaching today. Yes, <laughs> I recognize that. Yes, yes. That was God speaking to me. That's right. Did He speak in an audible voice? No. Did He speak in a vision? Mm -hmm. Did my assistant give me a word of prophecy? Thus saith the Lord, listen to those tapes. Mm -hmm. yeah. What was that? In the witness. Amen. It, and, and he's been kind of quiet. I don't know about you, but God's been pretty quiet. Mm -hmm. For me, at least. Yeah. In the last eight months. Mm -hmm. But I don't really, I'm not moved by that. Not me, not this girl. I am not of them that grow up, draw back. I know you're here. I know you did all this for me up till now. Just because you've been quiet the last six, eight months. I'm not moved by any of it. He said, you'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. Amen. You know, in those times, your roots are going deep. Yeah, you see are. the soil. You're learning to trust him. He's watching to make sure you're going to trust him, even though you're not hearing anything. There's nothing supernatural, no feathers, no nothing. It's just your roots are going deep. And there's a scripture I posted on my page. Those roots go deep, and then that, that tree just goes up, 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 up. He's doing something in the root system. Just because you don't hear him or something's not happening or you're just 
only reading your Bible, and that's how he's speaking to you. Yes. See? So there we go. So those tapes just lit up like a light. But was it a light like this, or like this light, or like that light? It wasn't that kind of a light. It was just a light. I don't know how to explain it. How do you explain spiritual things? You can't. It has to be caught. But I recognized it. I grabbed those tapes. I didn't tell Jeannie. Oh, you know, God just spoke to me. God just spoke to me. I just took the tapes, quietly put them down, and made sure they were in my purse. So I went upstairs, I put them in my car. It is the most incredible thing. You talk about intimacy with God. Those tapes, the contents of those tapes are exactly what I need to hear. Praise God. Exactly. That's crazy. And there's like five of them. Six of them. And and they actually have DVDs. What's your point? My point is this. That was an inner witness. Mm -hmm. That was God saying, I got you. That can happen to each and every one of us. That's right. Yes. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project Podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.